Be excellent to each other. Inside the three-man booth, I am your host, Hunter McGoy, and that guy on the other side of the line, since it's been a while, I'm going to Full Monty, the ultimate object of desire, the mountain of ultimate lust, the ultimate male, the man of the hour, the tower of power, the cream in your coffee, the stars in your sky, a real man's man, Mr. Adam Howe. Adam, how you doing today, buddy? Good. We back again. We always take our little pauses, but we're always back. Can't let our dozens of fans down. That's right, man. And plus, you know, I, I you know, judging by all the guys who we see, you know, who have podcasts, um, not too many of them are married with multiple children. So, um, you know. or or more with multiple, more uh, one more on the way too. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, we have an excuse for some of these other people just can do whatever the hell they want we, yeah i'm we, not like, uh, you know, i'm gonna call the name drop i'm not conrad thompson who has eight days a week to record podcast and then he just announced he's having another one so if i had time yeah. I, I would do it but hey we don't <laughs> we have jobs too on top of yeah. this thing <laughs> yeah. and we can't pay people to do graphic design for us so nope <laughs> we are who we are <laughs> uh, so give us a follow on Twitter at 3MB Podcast. Give Adam a follow on Twitter at Adam How 3MB. And I'm going to say, hey, follow us on Instagram at 3MB Pod because we might have some pictures Friday night, Adam. Oh, yeah. Remind me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think on this week's episode, Adam and I are going to spend a bulk of our time probably talking about Takeover, Stand, and Deliver, which I thought both nights were just fantastic. Um, definitely want to talk the follow-up of NXT. Definitely want to talk uh, AEW Dynamite. And we definitely got to talk some releases, and then um, I guess we'll talk some Mania. Um, so, man, yeah, like just... Um, follow at Indie Wrestling on Twitter at I N D I E Wrestling uh, IWTV Live. Um, uh, I know starting Wednesday night until WrestleMania signed off on Sunday night, I watched a lot, <laughs> a lot. Um. One of the shows I watched was our friends with Unsanctioned Pro. So give them a follow on Twitter at Unsanctioned Pro. And as I said, Friday night, Adam and I are going to be at the Graps. So give our friends with the Ohio Wrestling Alliance a follow on Twitter at Ohio Wrestling A1. Loads of banger matches. Uh, I think Adam and I are pretty excited. We actually get to see Max. They are Max. Her name is Max. They are Max. I, I forget what she's going by now. Um, but against O'Shea Edwards, which should just be all kinds of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, we got we made friends over time, and you know, our friend Mannix is fighting. Did I see Tommy Vendetta on that card? Yes, Tommy. And I, Tommy, who loves Pepsi, so I have, to, I have a yeah, problem with that. Fuck that. We got to talk to him about that on Friday. That's who I do want to try to, you know, production meeting during the thing. Hey, I want to try to talk to him Friday. Anywho, um, and did I see Mannix is going double on that show. Did you see that? It, is he? I didn't see that. That he's fighting um Karam. Karam. Kar- how do you say his name? Damn it. Karam. Karam. My bad. Yeah, it's right here. Let me pull it up. Well, you do that, sir, because you're gonna put me on the on the on the Twitter machine here. Well, it was on Twitter. Maybe that was a typo, or it was supposed to be Karam. I don't know, Karam. But never mind. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say I think that might be. Maybe a different show, but oh, all right. Well, they lied to me because it got deleted. It was. I swear to God, it was there. It was right. Uh, well, you know, uh, right. I know he's wrestling Tommy Vendetta. Justin, um, call me. <laughs> and and for me, the you know talking about 
you know, WrestleMania weekend and all the indie shows. Um, to me, two guys stood out all weekend long. And that was Lee Moriarty and Daniel Garcia. And they are in the main event and a triple threat with Trey Lamar, who also put on very good matches during the entire weekend. But over the course of, I believe it was two days, maybe, you know, technically maybe two and a half, but two days, Lee Moriarty wrestled 10 matches and none of them sucked. So, I watched him co-main event um, GC Dub with Rich Swan. It was fantastic. Spring break. It was fantastic. Yep. And and Daniel Garcia also just went out and wrestled. It felt like a ton of times and every match was good. Um, Can I so, give a couple shout outs to Mania Weekend real quick? Hey, go for it. I, I, I want to do it because I, you know me. I shit on a lot of people on the show and I shit on this guy a million times in the show. But I want to give props to... Uh, Whatever you want to, whatever he goes by now, but Leo Rush, that dude had, I think they said he had 12 matches over the weekend, and I watched him on spring break as his new character in ECW is the, is the Blackheart, which is a creepy Joker-like gimmick. Him, and I never watched him before, him and Jordan Oliver may have stole the show, may have stole the whole weekend. A lot of people. Uh, yeah, I think I think Jordan Oliver got spent in that match, and I think that he was supposed to wrestle like two more times and just couldn't after that one. Yeah, because they went a good thirty minutes probably, and they stole the show. So those are my shout outs for the weekend and uh, the Lucha style, which I won't get into. There's a six man Lucha. Go YouTube it. It was incredible. Black Tarus, my guy, was in it, so you know I, yep. I was in love. Yep. And, uh... If you're, if you're, you know, this will be the follow people on Twitter show, but um, just follow Suge D on Twitter at Sugar Dunkerton. <laughs> Suge D just does does nothing but drop knowledge on everyone, and he's going to be wrestling PB Smooth on Friday, and I can't wait to see Suge in person. And I hope he's bringing some wholesome gang shirts with him because I got to get me one of those. <laughs> All right, Adam, let's, uh, let's, you know, kind of get back to where most of our listeners probably want to talk about. And let's talk NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And obviously, let's start with night one. Show opened up with Pete Dunne defeating Kushida. And I thought this was a great opening match. Enjoyed it. You and I both picked Pete Dunne, so we started out 1-0. and Oh, yeah. Um, next up was the six man gauntlet to determine the um, person who'll be taking on Johnny Gargano for night two. You and were right. My guy, Bronson Reed defeats Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, Swerve Scott, LA Knight, and Leon Ruff to move to night two. And I just, I thought this was really well done. I, you know, I think we talked about how, a gauntlet on TV, not translating super well. And they, and they did it more rumble style than, than, than I expected, which I really appreciated. Um, but stoked to see Bronson win. And that made Adam one and one. That made me two and Oh, shocking. I know. Next up was for the NXT UK championship. And, uh, <laughs> I think this was exactly what we expected, Adam. Two guys just beating the piss out of each other. Walter retains. They were better matches, qual, I'm sure. But, like, I actually watched this one again. I loved that match. And I put out on Twitter that when Tommaso Ciampa shaves his head, that should be sort of like the Demon Balor thing. He should never lose at that point. But, (laughs) oh, oh, well. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think like we talked about obviously on, on our preview that, you know, we don't see Ciampa going overseas and, um, you know, I know after the show, uh, night two show, you know, Triple H did his press conference or Paul Levesque did his press conference and 
you know, said, Walter's welcome anytime. You know, it's only a seven hour flight. Okay. Yeah. You take that seven hour flight and then work jackass. Like it, it's. <laughs> and then fly back. <laughs> right. There's <laughs> more than just seven hours. Cause it's not like he's in England. He's got to get from Austria or Germany, wherever he's living right now, and then get to England, then fly to Orlando. But I, I digress. Uh, next up was for the NXT, the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. And MSK defeats GYV and Legado del Fantasma. Are you full? I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I just threw my shoulder out patting myself on the back, Adam. This makes me 4-0, and this made you 2-2. Two and two. Man, I suck. Uh, but I, I thought this match was exactly what it should have been, man. Just balls out from the get-go. I thought all six guys looked great. Um, obviously, I'm stoked with the winners. Um, was very curious that uh, on the follow-up show on NXT the following Tuesday... But a bunch of the people like on the front row, I guess you can call it the front row, were actively booing MSK, and I'm just not sure why. But it just seemed to be a few people. But I did. I don't know, Adam. I know you wanted GYV to win this one. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, we're Ohio guys. I think I we have. I, I'm happy for them. I really am. Um, I just think they're. Ju- <sighs> I'm not shitting on anybody here. I'm not. I'm cheating on the booking. Don't you think they're rushing them a bit? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I. I mean, I think from from the second they got there, they treated them like a big deal. You know, they it, are it, a big deal. Like, don't they? Right. Mean, but they. But, but, but that was my thing. That's my thing. Though, straight from the jump, they didn't treat them like, oh, hey, these are new guys. You know. I mean, yeah, they gave them their fresh to NXT, but they treated them like a big deal from the time that they first showed their faces on screen. And you made them legit by winning the Dusty Classic. So I, I think, I, I, I mean, we talked about it on the preview. Like, I think it's, to me, they're the hottest tag team in NXT right now. Not that that means anything. Yeah. And that that, that shouldn't dictate that you win championships, but... I mean, they're to me they're the 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 hottest act in NXT right now. So, yeah, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And in the main event, as expected, Raquel Gonzalez defeats Io Shirai to become the new champion. I got on the board again, making me a perfect five and zero on the evening, and making Adam three and two. Okay, okay, pal. We're going to start a recurring theme here. Uh, night two, exclusively on Peacock. And uh, I, I don't know for you, Adam, but I thought Peacock's worked quite well for me both nights. I watched on Peacock both nights as opposed to USA on night one. And um, Well, th- thank you for your sign-in. Um, appreciate that. Uh, yes, I used it on my phone. This seemed to be working fine. So... Yeah, show opened with the cruiserweight unification match between Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin. Take all my money. I love this one too. Yep, thought this was great. Um, one of us picked Santos. One of us picked Jordan Devlin, which made one of us go six and zero for our oh, predictions. I know. And, and made someone go three and three. Um, but we're we're gonna follow up on this one, obviously here, real, real, real shortly. Uh, for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, both Adam and I, I mean, there, were, there was nothing to see with this one at all. I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate them putting, you know, Shotzi and Ember on the show, but we, I mean, it there was, was no. It was not good. I'm sorry. Right. And, and then there was no way that they were going to lose. So no. it just, it made no sense. But, and here's where sadness happens, Adam. Wah, wah, wah. Johnny Gargano defends the NXT North American Championship against Bronson Reed, and I think Johnny Gargano now won his sixth ever singles <laughs> takeover match. 
ruining my perfect streak. Adam at five and three, me at seven and one. And then on this next one, Adam, I'm just going to, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you for the NXT championship. Ha! Tell us what happened. <laughs> In your face, old timer. I was right all along. It was me all along. I told you you changed my pick, so I had Karrion Cross as well. Oh, shit. Never mind. <laughs> yes, I was right, though. I called it since he got back. He did what he needed to do. The match itself was fine. Good for Cross. I think he's going to be a long champion. And look at the roster right now. It's like, okay, who's going to beat him? I don't know, and I don't care. Why? Yeah, we're, you know, we'll talk about it here when I talk about my Lucha Underground rewatch here, but, um, you know, I've made it, th- made it all the way through season one of Lucha Underground, and I'm now into season two, and there's just people that just do nothing for me. And Karrion Cross does nothing for me. Ooh. Not to say that he's not good, but he's just he's not not for me. So I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna shit on the guy, but he's just not for me. Fair and enough. you know it, it's. You know, we had texted about this, but I'll talk about it right here since we're right here. It's the same thing with Johnny Mundo on Lucha Underground. There's nothing for me in John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny World, Johnny Hollywood. Johnny Nitro. Right. So there's just, and I will say that, and I think for season one, maybe his all night long match with Prince Puma may have been my favorite match of season one, but it's just, it's, yeah, I don't want to say it's a hard watch for me, but like, it's just like, okay, man, I got nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. me with, that's me with uh, Brian cage. I think we talked about that before. Right. Too. Just, it just nothing about carrying cross just moves me. Hey, you'll get a reoccurring thing that all night long is a Johnny Mundo match. So you got a couple of those coming, pal. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. The I one know. with Billy Mack is good, though. I will give him credit. That's yes. season three. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes so we can actually talk about that at some point. But, um, yeah, I think it's coming up That's next good. season. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I literally. I think it's season three. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm coming up on the debut of Matanza Cueto, so. Oh, aka spoiler alert, Jeff Cobb, people. Yes, we 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 know Adam, but um, I'm absolutely I'm absolutely enjoying Cobra Moon, and like how I didn't realize it was Thunder Rosa the first time around annoyed me. That's who you told me, so there you go. But um, you know, seeing Cobra Moon and. What are your thoughts on Marty the Moth? Um, Good I don't know. He, oh yeah, no, he plays a great creep. Like I just, I, like that's something I remembered from the first time around, mm-hmm. and just watching him hover over Melissa Santos as she's announcing him, and <laughs> he's like smelling her hair. And, and I don't know what happened after that, but something. He had an injury where he has to completely relearn how to wrestle. Oh my goodness. I'm on the Twitter or Instagram wagon, but he is currently at the Nightmare Academy in Atlanta, Georgia with Cody. Training, uh, he has to train. I think there's some kind of head injury. don't know what happened, but he had to. Re- he's training currently to be a pro wrestler again. Wow, didn't know that. Sad because he, is, he was, one consistent thing, he was fantastic. In season one through four, he was great. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, and of course, Pagan will give you tears of joy. Yeah, man, I, I just, um, so obviously, you know, since I'm coming up on the debut of Matanz, I'm coming up on the debut of Ray, and I mean, because they, they both appear in that Ultimate Lucha match, um, or I'm sorry, Aztec Warfare match, um, but, um. Like just the reveal that Vampiro was 
the master master. yes and just like it was it was just like i I, it's cool when things are well done and we got to see that and and so able to stomach or did you already watch it a vampiro death match against pentagon You're talking about the master, the, where he revealed himself as the master? Yeah, that's the match. Did you stomach Ian going through a burning table? Oh, yeah. No, I had no problem. Like, that one I had no problems with. Okay. He's in his like, 50s, though. I understand that. But it's it's just like, you know, we we talk about, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not anti-hardcore matches. It's, you know, it's obviously just not my my preference. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having, I mean, having seen that one before and... And, you know, Pentagon breaking everyone's arm and, and talking about his maestro, maestro, master. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I'd really focused on any time that Pentagon was in the ring, how Vampiro talked and, and acted and, and behaved when Pentagon was there. And there was never one even hint like he had talked about, like he loves, you know, the physicalness of of Pentagon, but not one hint of him ever being the master. So when the, that reveal came out and the crowd just lost their shit, I was just like, God, that was really well done, man. And um, you know, the, the, I guess the only bad part about you know Lucha Underground season one, but I also give him credit for it. I mean, they 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 had their storyline laid out. Our storyline is going to be blah, 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 blah. But the, the main two people are going to be Prince Puma and Mil Muertes. And, and they, they, that was their story. And I think had they just said, okay, let's do chunks. Mm-hmm. They would have seen how over Pentagon got and maybe things would have changed. Um, but no, I mean, again, you know, great job by all those people. Um, what are your season... thoughts on our friend Mio Mio Mirates or Judas Maceias, all these other names he's gone under? Rick Banderas. R- I'm gonna say Ricky Banderas or Ricky Marvin. I think Ricky yeah. Marvin's one of the other guys. Um, like it's 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 one of those things, you know. And since we were just talking about carrying cross, it's the same thing. Like they talk about just how big and and intimidating and blah, I don't blah, think blah, he's blah, that blah. big. Right, and he's not that big, <laughs> so it's just like okay. And then like you know. Jeff Cobb, you know, Jeff Cobb is a beefy boy, but he's not, you know, like 6'10 and beefy. beefy, Right. Like, so, you know, they're building up to this monster Matanza. And I think they even for the first season or two, they actually call him the monster Matanza. Um, But yeah, he's just a six foot dude. (laughs) So it's just, it's, I don't know, it's it's kind of funny. Um, But I mean, a a good worker, you know, I mean, I, I, Obviously, you know, with Katrina, it's it's a must-see character, so you can't argue that at all. I'm curious. Um, but, yeah, um, I think um, next episode I have is right before Aztec Warfare, so it'll be where Pentagon, spoiler alert, um, Phoenix, I'm sorry, Phoenix wins the Lucha Underground Championship. Um, he does? What? I know. Spoiler from a show from 2015. Sorry. <laughs> God, has it been that long? Man. Yeah, dude. Like I just, I, some of the, like some of that stuff felt so fresh in my brain and others, I was just like, wait, did that happen? <laughs> so it's just, it's been great. And one of these days when I'm all done with it, we're just going to do like an Odo Lucha underground. Cause I'm, I think I'm enjoying it more the second time around than I did the first time. Um, and that makes me want to see more trios matches. Just give me Lucha Rule trio matches where there's just constant action and I'm in. For sure. Uh, speaking of the opposite of constant action, Adam, the unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Brutal. Brutal in which way for you? physicality standpoint, but brutal as in they're going to keep this storyline going. It was 40 fucking minutes, which was 20 yep. minutes too damn long. Yep. Well, we talked about that on the pre-show though, like, this could have happened and it kind of, we, we were afraid it could happen and it did. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just 
to me it went an obscenely long time and what what i and i and i wish i could remember who who said this because i would love to give them their credit it may have been the voices of wrestling twitter account that said you know i really appreciate nxt letting you know kyle o'reilly and adam cole you know work a 40 minute match considering they won't work 40 match you know 40 minute matches over the course of an entire month on smackdown which is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're teaching them to, you know, work a 40 minute match when you're going to be running a 17 minute match, you know, um, on survivor series at best. Um, you know, we, we both picked Kyle. So that made Adam finish seven to three. That made me finish nine and one. Damn you, Johnny Gargano. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's just, it, you know, we, I've talked about it and I've talked about it and I'll, and I'll talk about it again. 40 minutes is just too damn long. True. And like, I'm just like, you know, you could have cut out 20 minutes of this match and it, I would have, I'd be gushing about it. Cause like you talked about the, the brutal violence, it was great. It was what you expected. And I talked about it when we previewed it, but just the, the, the video or vignette or promo or trailer, whatever you want to call it leading up to this match was just brilliant. And again, great work showcases what WWE slash NXT can do with their hype videos. And then you just, you kill me with a match that just went insanely, insanely, insanely long. I don't disagree. I just, and they, again, they left it open after their actors, all those after after the show videos, they're gonna keep going. So, how do you follow an unsanctioned match? Um, <laughs> I have one idea what they're not gonna do on NXT. There's no way they do it. Okay, but do you do? My idea is hell in a cell. But they're not gonna do it. So. Okay. See, my idea was: Do you do a loser leaves NXT match? Probably, yeah. One of us has to go type thing, or Regal makes them do it, yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of loser leaves, the next team. There's a long awaited Adam Cole call up I've been talking about for years. So let's just head over to the following Tuesday for NXT itself. Um, and speaking of loser leaves, NXT match. We saw Roddy Strong turn an envelope and tell William Regal, thank you. With the you wife. Think, With the shoot wife. Yes. Do you think that's a, he's done an NXT and he's going to be on SmackDown next? Yeah, but okay. We're both Roddy Strong guys. We appreciate the ring work of a Roddy Strong. What the fuck do you do with him, though? <laughs> I don't want to see him on 205. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. What, um, what, he's not going to go out and challenge Roman Reigns. Right. He's. Is he a big E guy? I don't even think he's a big E guy right now. Or I'm oh, sorry, God, no. Apollo Cruz guy right now. I just. I don't. Well, I want to see. I, that's a guy I don't want to see get called up and then get lost in the shuffle. I really don't. What I really wanted him to do, to be honest with you, before we talked about the, uh, future, another thing that happened on Tuesday, I thought he would have been a perfect guy for Santos, to be honest with you, or Devlin. That's where he yeah. belongs. He belongs on that See. side. Right. And, I, and I think you're right. And I just, I, I mean, I will say I'm curious to see what they do next with him, whether it, whether it is, he just takes some time off to heal money, up. Pay big money and see Roddy and AJ. Absolutely. Roddy and Seth, Roddy and Cesaro. Those are great wrestling matches, but there is not a storyline that's good right now for Roderick Strong, the character with his new valet, AKA his wife. I don't think, it's a good idea for him to get called up, to be completely honest with you. But if they want to give a, they want a hand just to go in there and be a Ziggler and just help put guys over for the next 10 years, perfect. But 
Yeah, man. I just, I, I, I don't know what I'm, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I logical feud I have for him in my head is Daniel Bryan. They have history to get that going. Oh, they, and I'm sure they, Daniel could make him look like a star too. And they teased it. Remember way back when in that greatest Royal Rumble, Bryan's big return, like. They Roddy made Daniel Bryan's chest black and infected, if you remember correctly. That was all Roderick Strong. So, but he's never going to be a world champion on the main roster. I can't believe I just said that out loud, but he's not going to be. Well, NXT itself opened up, as I said, with MSK getting booed by way too many people as they defeated Drake, Mavic, and Killian Dane. And, yeah. then after, and then after the match, um, Imperium comes out and lays the beat down on Dane. So I'm wondering if that's the end of the Drake Dane tag team. Um, I, I'm curious, just like, because I felt like we saw Killian Dane versus Imperium before, and I'm just, I'm, why are we rehashing that? Did we? I felt like we did. I felt like we were getting there, and then maybe that's when Dane got hurt the first time. Oh, maybe you're right, yeah. Okay. And then Robert Stone is a genius. I love the Robert Stone brand. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> the bedazzled gloves, I just I thought was the highlight of the match with Mercedes Martinez and Jesse Kamea. Um, Mercedes gets her money, but just the bedazzled gloves. Robert Stone is a madman. I like the gimmick. I really do. I, I appreciate it. I do. I, th- I think the gimmick is just... Like, he's like Cameron Grimes. He's committed to that character so 100% in depth that just it, it makes the character that much better. And then, Adam, I got to admit, this one is a head-scratcher to me. Santos Escobar issued an open yeah, challenge fuck? for anyone to come challenge for the cruiserweight championship mm-hmm. and out came Kushida, who Which we know, cool, cool. right. And we know I'm a fan of who just lost though. Correct. So again, that, that I think that's maybe the head scratcher, uh-huh. but your new NXT cruiserweight champion is Kushida. Why would it not have been Pete Dunne if you were doing that? Right? I, I, like, <laughs> well, because I think you want to, you know, I, I, because it's WWE, so you, you, you saddle, you, you saddle them as a cruiserweight at that point. With? If you guys going to lose the belt, I'm sorry, at the moment, what's a bigger win for the purpose of NXT? Kushida winning, who had just came off a loss, or comeback of Devlin cashing in his rematch bada bing bada boom puts him over or yet again have him win on the fucking pay-per-view in a ladder match huh because <laughs> that's yeah. all that shit with Devlin is out the window it means nothing now it's a waste yeah and I'm just I'm I, I'm just really not sure where this goes next not at all um, but I do appreciate NXT being on Tuesday nights, which is making things way, way, way easier. Do you watch Impact anymore? Well, that's Thursdays now. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Boom. I don't know, man. I just I don't get it because I'm a big Santos fan. You know I am. I love him. But like, you hey, just ruined the guy's 333 day reign. I think it was. And, and spoiler alert for a show from seven years ago, but. Santos Escobar's King Cuerno on Lucha Underground. <gasps> and the funny part about it is... Asthma either? What? And the funny part about it is um, for season... For the most part of season one, he didn't have the tattoo on his on his chest. <laughs> and, and, and towards the end of season one, he had the tattoo on his chest. So I just I, I kind of laughed at that. Lucha Underground episode. Write that down. We do need one of those. But... I think, am I wrong that he gets killed off in that show? I do believe so, but I think that's more towards season four. Yes, I think that's a, I think that's season four. 
Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to getting there. You got a lot um, more to go, pal. Oh, I got a lot to go. Yes. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott defeats Leon Ruff and Swerve after the match says, that's it. Uh, We're done you, and dusted. Don't you mean kill shot? Just kidding. Keep going. No. Spoiler alert. He's kill shot on Lucha Underground. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Swerve says he's done and, you know, they go to a backstage vignette where Swerve is just continuing to say he's done and Lean Ruff comes to attack him and says, oh, we're not done. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. Again, I mean, not, these two dudes are putting on a good match after good match after good match. So if you're going to keep them wrestling, I'm, I'm fine with that because the matches are good. For sure. And then in the main event, and, and I don't care about the result as much as I do what happened during the match. But Bronson Reed's Dexter Loomis, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon defeat the way in I, I, indie wrestling, a.k.a. indie Hartwell, <laughs> with her attraction to Dexter Loomis gets gets taken to the backs by Dexter. And I just, I don't know, man. I was just, I, I laughed my ass off, man. And, and we talk about it every once in a while. Wrestling is supposed to be fun and you're allowed to laugh at something that's supposed to be funny. And that was funny. And I think everybody enjoyed it. And I know I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And then the next night, Adam, we, we go up the road to Jacksonville, Florida. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. Do who, tell, sir. Who debuted that night? Your second favorite women's wrestler. Who debuted that night? Man, I'm drawing a blank. Frankie Monet. Oh, yes. Sorry, Frankie Monet. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I, I forgot to write down vignettes. I just wrote down matches. Um, yeah, so... Um, I thought it was a great visual. Um, sorry, to, you got me sidetracked now. As as Raquel Gonzalez, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley are all champions all in the middle of the ring holding titles. And I just laughed because, you know, Captain Coda, Team Kick Bay, the Kingslayer, Dakota Kai is out there at the beginning and just has to kind of just fade off and, you know, exit stage left and just disappear from the scene. Um but I just I it was it was just a dope vignette and shows that NXT can create stars and if you use them right it's a great thing. Um, but scripting Rhea Ripley for a promo is not a good thing. Let her kind of talk on her own. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but side note, the wife loves um, Frankie Monet's dog, Prince Presley or whatever his name is. She loves him mm-hmm. so. So there's a win there. Pomeranians apparently love, you know, women attracted to Pomeranians. Ratings draw. <laughs> uh, but I think, um, um, I think she and Raquel can have really good match. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Time will tell, my friend. Yes. Um, all right. So now let's go up to Jacksonville. AEW Dynamite opens up this week, Adam, with the Young Bucks taking on Triangulo de la Muerte, a.k.a. Death Triangle. And give all your snowflakes, give all your ratings, give all your love. This match was outstanding. Which I think everyone knew it would be, too. Like, you just knew it. Yeah, but normally it's with, you know, normally it's Phoenix and, and, and Pentagon. Mm-hmm. You know, Pac being the kind of the new man to the story, just a little concerned about. But you know what? I should know better because Pac's a badass, and this match just fucking ruled. Oh yeah. Well, I was surprised at the outcome. I really thought maybe that the Death Triangle was going to get it for some reason. I don't know why, but deep down, I wanted those two to get it. And the, and the young bucks as heels are just genius. I just, they're just so damn good. I, I, I put it on Twitter and I'm, I don't care. I'm putting it right now. My tag team of the year is the young bucks. End of story. Don't add uh, us, people. <laughs> oh no, at me. I'll defend that one all day long. Uh, then we had Jade Cargill defeating Red Velvet. We had Anthony Agogo making his debut, defeating Cole Carter. And Adam, apparently a lot of people were upset that a 
gold medal Olympic boxer was able to beat somebody by punching the fuck out of them. I thought that was awesome. Fuck people. Right? Like, <laughs> do you not watch MMA? Do you not see people get in the stomach, get in the stomach and just go down and be done? Like it, it's <laughs> like, it's something that's unique and fresh. And I saw somebody on Twitter, you know, complaining about like, Oh my God, yeah, but, 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 you know, it just, it's not a finisher. And like, dude, describe like his response was, 90% of finishers aren't finishers. Like you watch people do a Canadian destroyer off the top rope and people kick out. Like should people legitimately be kicking out of a Canadian destroyer from the top rope? No, but they do. <sighs> no one mm-hmm. has, no one has a real finisher anymore. Nope. Except for Baron Corbin. End of days is the most protected damn finisher in the business. <laughs> Chris Jericho defeats Dax Hardwood. Lots of shenanigans involving Mike Tyson being in and out. I got a thought in my head there. Rewind. Okay. Sorry. Like, remember back in the glory days? Go back to you. Let's go back to your days, the Florida Territory days, okay? Mm -hmm. How many people kicked out of a Dusty Rhodes elbow in the main event? How many people actually kicked out of that? (laughs) Well, that's that's a whole different story for a whole other show, sir. You know, um... Or, okay, how many people kicked out of a Hogan leg drop? How many people... Man, in WWF, out? I don't think anybody did. Right? How many people did not tap out to the sharpshooter in, w- in WWF? How many people did not kick out of, let's say, a stunner or a uh, sweet chin music or a rock bottom or a tombstone? Like, what the hell happened to the finisher? Why is it dead now? Um, I, I wish I could tell you, sir. I really wish I could tell you. I just, I just kind of, I just don't get it, man. I don't like Stone Cold made a comment about Kevin Owens using the stunner, which he's cool with. He's like, yeah, I love it, but it's a setup move where it takes five of them now. He's like, when I stun somebody, they stay down. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or how many people would a Triple H put over with the pedigree? You know, so just saying. What the fuck happened? <laughs> we had the return of Chris Statlander defeating Amber Nova. And um, don't know how many people of you know Amber Nova, but she's Nova girl on the independence um, trained by Lindsay Dorado and Eva Lise. So I made sure I made a note of that because Eva Lise is on Lucha Underground. Eva Lise um, got released by AEW. And apparently has having annoyed- a bad attitude. I'm going to say, apparently having a shitty attitude, Adam, may not get you invited back to shows. Well, yeah, ask the lady who goes off script and breaks somebody's arm out, out of socket. Yeah. Who's so not been uh, in the States. So. I, I, and I find it funny, you know, that, that, you know, much like Austin Aries and much like, you know, um, oh, God, what's damn... Of course, you know, I was going to make a stellar point, and now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Who's the guy who dresses like the Hitman video game? Bald guy? E. Huh? Loki. Loki, thank you. They're yeah. all assholes. You don't get to be an asshole and get a job. Correct. And so how soon before we see Eva Lease and MLW with every fucking reject because you can't get employed anywhere else? Why? Because you're an asshole. Stop being an asshole. You'll stay on AEW. Like, wasn't that Aries' problem everywhere? Like, Impact, Ring of Honor, is that he was an asshole? Like, yes. Yeah. And next, so, this is not the first time about Ivelisse. People say Ivelisse is kind of a ass behind stage just to begin with, so. And I find it funny how everywhere she goes. Try to throw down with Thunder Rosa? Is that what I heard? It's called yes. through. <laughs> so, Ivelisse always has somebody else to blame for her own problems except for her, which is just shocking. Who am I thinking of? Who was the who was the Lucha lady, Lucha Underground? She mm-hmm. dislocated uh, Rosemary's arm or somebody's arm in Puerto Rico, offshoot, and then was not welcome back in the states. What is her name? She's in Lucha Underground. She wears the mask. She it's not a Sexy Star, is it? Yeah, that's her. That's who it is. Yeah, she did that. Mm-hmm. Did that was a couple years ago. Cody said. I'll never book her on my TV show, you know, shit like that. Yeah, don't be an asshole, people. You won't get you won't get booked. Hey, I'm gonna have to, to check that out. I, I 
always, you know, again, spoiler alert, people, for Lucha Underground. But Sexy Star eventually becomes the Lucha Underground champion. Um, yeah. So interest, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then in the main event of AEW Dynamite Item, Darby Allen defeats Matt Hardy in a match that was way better than it had any right to be. Yeah, it's amazing how Darby Allen can carry out the 25-year bet and Matt Hardy, right? The husk that is Matt Hardy, yes. <laughs> and so I, so let's get to some not so fun news. Um, I, I kind of laughed at this, and, and, you know, we we had talked about it beforehand that after WrestleMania, WWE usually does some roster cuts, and I found it in like well, I didn't realize it until somebody else pointed it out. But they did these cuts on April 15th, exactly one year after they did their last roster purge. And props to Matt Cardona for tweeting out WWE 415 says, I just fired your ass. Has it been a year since that happened? Yes. April 15th was exactly the one year anniversary. And obviously this year, April 15th, they released another group of people. Um, so we're going to kind of go in reverse order of I, I, uh, what I will say is star power, Adam. So Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, Kalisto, Tucker, Chelsea Green, and Mickey James. Do any of those really jump out to you as being surprising? No. And like I texted you about one of them, like Chelsea Green, you can't stay healthy. That's not a shot against her. It's just when you spend more time on the shelf than you do in the ring, it's a problem. <laughs> Am I an asshole for that? Like, nope. Just... I, I appreciated uh, Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter, um, Fightful, um, at Sean Ross Sapp, all one word, uh, but he works for Fightful. And he, he sent out a joke and, and I laughed at it. You know, he's like, because um, we talked about last year after they fired Zach, they wanted to use his pool to do some vignettes. For Tucker, yeah, I remember. And so he he sends out a, you know, a tweet and saying, Hey, you know, I wonder if, you know, WWE is going to hire, you know, Chelsea green, see if they can rent Chelsea green's pool. And again, Matt Cardona just replying right back to Sean. Nope. Sorry. I have that book for impact already. Thank you very much. Um, but to me, what I mean, is that fucked up to say like, she's no, she did something else to where she was off TV a lot. Right, because we're we're going to talk about it here because I want to I want to talk some NFL draft here in a second. Ooh. You talk if you talk to scouts, or yeah. you talk to front office people. It, it's it's a it's a tired saying, but it's true. The greatest ability is availability. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be hurt all the time, I. I you 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 don't benefit a team, and yes, that's Chelsea Green's downfall is that she's just unfortunately been hurt, and they start to hype her back up, and she gets hurt again. She comes back and gets hurt again, and it's she's just it, had three surgeries, major surgeries since she's been there, and she only got signed what two years ago. Right, so it, it's. You know, I, I, th- I think the good part about this is everyone is taking this as like, you know what, um, well, especially the next two that we're going to talk about here first. Um, you know, Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, you know, both put out a statement, you know, like they're just thankful for their time. And it's now time for the next step. Right. And I and I think that's that what one surprised me, though, considering how much Billy Kane was actually being used like that one surprised me. Yeah, I, 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 I think I want to say the fuck WWE because that sucks. You had money right there. The Iconics were money. And you broke them up for what reason? They were your first ever women's tag team champions, which they've now made a joke. of. Those and, and, you, and you thought that Peyton Royce was the bigger star, so you broke them up. But then you and never... Then you, and then, exactly, you did fuck all with Peyton Royce. Billy Kay was just at WrestleMania. She was, just, she was on WrestleMania. Right. And... The, go and it and it's out there on YouTube. Go watch the Iconics after they get eliminated from the Royal Rumble, and they're talking to Kathy Kelly. And you watch Billy Kay just break both 
Peyton Royce and Kathy Kelly with her Are You Joking Me line. And that just showed the sheer genius of Billy Kay is that Peyton, you know, was the quote unquote straight man and, and Billy Kay was the funny man. And I, I'm just I'm baffled as to why allegedly Kevin Dunn. I don't get it. And how many fucking people has Kevin Dunn said that about who are fucking what stars? The fuck does Kevin Dunn have a job? <laughs> I, I wish I knew. And I actually wish I was Kevin Dunn because that dude has weighed made too much money destroying the sport of professional wrestling. Yeah. He wasn't a fan of a lot of people and I'm pretty sure they've all been world champions elsewhere. All right. Um, and then I think the well, most up all are we going to see that all elite or I don't know their real names, unfortunately, but you know, sir, Peyton, miss Peyton Royce's husband is sir Sean Spears. So that's mm-hmm. kind of kind of convenient, isn't it? You know what the inner circle doesn't have yet? Nothing. So God, the pinnacle doesn't have yet women. Hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, not that I want everyone to go to AEW, but like okay. I, I, I'd be shocked if those two just didn't waltz in the front door on July 17th or whatever the day is. Put them together and I'm sure they don't have an iconic name anymore. Let them be whatever they want to be. They have three months to figure it out, so they can yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Um, but the, I think the one that shocked me the most, though, Adam, because he was on commentary right from the beginning of WrestleMania, Samoa Joe is back out as a quote-unquote free agent. And they fucked it up. They fucked it up. They fucked it up. Talk about a guy who can go anywhere and everywhere. And be a world champion. And world name, like... He can be all elite if he wants to. He can go to New Japan if he wants to. He can go make, anywhere. Make I, I, but that go okay. That goes back to the question: With all these people running shows, yep, can Impact afford Samoa Joe? That you know, I that I, I that I don't know. You know, Ring of Honor. I don't think Ring of Honor can. Yeah, they definitely can't. What is worth? Okay, let me ask you. Answer this for me first. What's what is worth more right now? Impact or Ring of Honor? Who has the more bills? Impact. Oh boy, man. I mean, because again, you know, Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, and Sinclair Broadcasting is like worth like worth two billion dollars. And Anthem owns Impact. Do we know right. how much? Anthem's not worth that much. No. Um, because they're a Canadian-based company, right? Not even a right. Company. Right. And, I mean, as we've seen, Sinclair doesn't throw any money at Ring of Honor. So, no. It's... What I think you might see, Samoa Joe's best friends are Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. And where do they work? And he's good friends with the Bucks and all those guys. Yeah, you're going to probably see Tim Smojo is all elite. How much fun would that? Like, I know every independent wrestler in the world was tweeting out, give me Samojo. Yeah, Samojo, what are you doing? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Four, he may do it. But how many Mm -hmm. indie companies can afford his booking fee right now? Nobody right now. (laughs) But um, I'm going to say Samojo for a night, for a match, and you know, his autograph table, I'm going to say five G's. Am I off or am I close? Probably not. I think you're like, I think you're probably <laughs> right on. But, only, but, 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 yes. I laughed at CM Punk sent out a tweet. Um, and you have to have watched the Chappelle show to oh, understand I it. it. I watched the, the couch thing. I, I, I yes. Yeah. And so Samoa Joe fucking, you know, responding back with, yeah, they fucked up and gave us lots of money. Yeah. So part of me is like, Joe may just take a booking for a grand. Yeah. Just to go wrestle because he hasn't done it in a while. Right. And if he's like punk, he hopefully he's saved his money and he, and he seems like a cool chill guy who's done exactly that. 
let's map it out here. There are very few major ND companies running shows right now. Okay. You got SWE in Texas. Yeah, you got like to me, there's only there's if if you're gonna want to use the word super indie, yeah, there there's two. Okay. It's GCW. Yep. And it's AAW out of Chicago. That's where Ace and Fulton are tag champs, right? Correct. Great person. Right. And I mean, those two are for Samoa Joe right now. I'm going to say probably not. Because I read, like, I watched GCW's Spring Break. They had Moxley. So everyone was like, oh my God, Moxley. Moxley did that as a friend, as a favor to Nick Gage. Then John Moxley did not get the John Moxley booking fee to appear on GCW. Right. So Joe would have to give you. Hey, yeah, I'll give 500 bucks. I'm there. You know, mm. for some people, Joe would have to give the brotherly brotherly rate to lots of people for Joe to show up. But I just I'm gonna put it out there that AAW was the one company that was constantly putting the Bucks first the Lucha Brothers together when others weren't. That's where it started, right? Yes. So <laughs> I could see Joe going to AAW. I could see Joe again doing Impact. I could see Joe. Appearing on AAW, I could see Joe for obviously for New Japan. I could see him in All Japan. I want to see Joe do. I will. I really want to see Joe versus John Moxley. I don't know why, but I want to see Strong Style beat the piss out of each other. That's what I want to see. I want to see what, sure. fa- my fantasy booking. Yeah. Give me Joe versus Miro. Which they teased that and they WWE and never did it. Yeah, I'm good with that one. So I, I have a draft question for you, Adam, and then and then we'll circle back. So obviously I know we're, we're partial and, and I'm a little biased, obviously. But how is a quarterback that was success, as successful as Justin Fields was? Mm-hmm. Being out of the top 20. People are dumb, man. <laughs> How are people comparing him to a guy that didn't play anybody in North Dakota State is my question. Right. Like, I, I'm seeing Trey Lance go third overall. Or I'm seeing Mac Jones go third overall. <laughs> That's what bothers me about this. Like, look at the last, did, did look at the you... last few years. Even compared to Lawrence. Was there a more dominant quarterback than Justin Fields? No. No. That one. He blew everybody out of the water. And he's only nominated for a Heisman one time. I think he finished third, right? Or something like that. I can't remember what it was. But it's a joke. Like, Kyle Shanahan traded up the third, right? He's third pick, okay? Mm-hmm. How are you watching film? I'm watch watch Fields play Clemson. Watch the Clemson game with three broken ribs. The dude threw threw a sixty yard bomb to Garrett Wilson and won the game for him. Right, won that game. Beat up Clemson. Got his revenge. Okay, a wrong route thrown last year. Not all on him. They beat him in that championship game. Right, like right. You look at film on Trey Lance. Who is there? Who is North Dakota State's hardest person in D two? I couldn't tell you. South Dakota, South Dakota, maybe you know schools like that. New Hampshire. No, no, no. I know. I know that their playoffs start on the twenty fourth. That's all I know. I just saw that today. Is he playing in it? I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then I'm looking at Mac Jones. <laughs> Well, did you ever see Mac Jones throw? I don't know how many Bama games you watch. I watched a couple this year. Have you ever seen him throw a pass longer than 30 yards? No, because he just got the ball to the best wide receivers on the planet and they took over. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what a bunch of slant routes can do, right? So if you're. What's he got? Kyle Shanahan, who has a spread offense. What did Justin Fields run in college? Oh, that's right, a spread offense. Hmm. But hey, let's get the North Dakota State or the Bama K just because you want a national title. 
Man. Yeah, man. I, I, I think don't. you're going to see, if he drops to, say, five or six, you're going to see good old Uncle Bill trade up and go get him. Somebody will trade up in the top 12 to get Justin Fields. The well, same saw, New England. I saw a mock where he ended up at 23 to the Steelers, and I was like, uh, yes, please. I would, I would, uh, I'd leave my own home and just leave. Haskins and Fields, like, well, sure, why not? No, he won't go that far. But my question is, you are the New York Jets, too, right? You're the Jets now. How are you not looking at him at two, even at two? How are you not looking at him, right? Is yeah, that, because that, they're the other one who is going Trey Lance. Like, it's like Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Or like Matt Wilson. Okay, BYU. What? Hey, HB, how many top five wins does BYU have in the last 10 years? I don't know, man. They beat Coastal Carolina last year, which I guess is something. Oh, oh man. Okay. These non. God, God. See, you got me riled up with these non Power Five conferences who get all this attention. Like, what has Zach Wilson done for me lately? Nada. <laughs> when he wins a big game, no one knew about it. Because who did he play? Oh, you play Utah State. You play Utah. Cool. Justin Fields has to get beat up by Clemson, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Alabama. You know, just stuff like that. Just, okay, cool. It's going to be a steal wherever he goes. Trevor All right, Anderson. Pick. Trevor Lawrence absolutely deserves number one pick. He deserves it. He's earned it. Good for that guy. Go get paid by Urban. Absolutely, yes. But it's 1A and it's 1B to me. Like, Justin Fields is not that far behind Trevor Lawrence being the best QB in college football. Just yeah. one. And somebody's going to get a steal. All right. If it's Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> He's, dude, I'm shocked if he gets past Denver. At what ten? Yeah, see, I don't see how he makes it out of the top ten. Like you say, somebody's going to jump up and trade for him. Like, oh, I just I, Uncle Bill, the wise man, he'll get him. Yeah. I don't want to see that happen either, but it's going to happen. All right, Adam. Since I got you fired up, yeah. Are you re- are you ready to talk some WrestleMania? No, 